The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 100% deposit on your de- on a, or bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's a $1,000 in free money. And if you would have just put that on a JFK Jr. is still dead, you'd be $1,000 richer right now and still have $1,000 in the promo stuff. So get over there to MyBookie.com and bet stuff like JFK Jr. is still dead because that's definitely one of the bets they got going on over there. I got a fun show planned this week. Years ago, I used to do my old show, Scotty Mouth, and now I just do this one. But the guest number one on Scotty Mouth was this current guest. So everybody, warm welcome to DJ Doug Pound. Doug, how you doing, buddy? Great, Scott. Great to see you again, man. How is uh? Wait, so are you telling me you can bet on JFK Jr. being alive? I don't think they actually have that at mybookie.ag, but if we put enough <laughs> okay. If we put enough pressure on them with that, enough people ask, I'm sure they'll offer it. You know, you'll probably get bad odds on it. You know, you probably have to put up like a thousand bucks to win ten bucks because that's kind of a for right. sure thing. But if you're, I personally would bet that he's still alive if I was going to bet that. I'd rather bet like the ten bucks to win like nine hundred. Right, you want the long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lay a thousand bucks because what if the guy is still alive? I feel like a real asshole losing that one. Just yeah, just, he would probably he he would be offended. Yeah. I like how a lot of these people that think JFK Jr. is still alive also think JFK Sr. is still alive. He'd be like, I a, mean, that's the best part. That's the best part of that. <laughs> like he would be 104 years old, just like he would be so old, dude. Like, like that's <laughs> really that's really, really fucking funny to me. Like, like, oh yeah, like no, no, it's definitely not a bu- the bullet that uh, we watched over and over again in an Oliver Stone movie, Take Him Out. No, on top of that, uh, no, it most certainly was not old age. Like, hey, come on, he's a Kennedy. He would have gotten a brain tumor at least. Like, I mean, even if it wasn't right. bullets that destroyed his head, you know. <laughs> uh, see, this is already out to a fun start because, dude, you know why? But, you know, because <laughs> actually I did hit a crazy bet this weekend, though. I hit a hundred to one fucking prop bet. On what? On a football game Sunday morning. On the the Patriots Browns game, I hit Austin Hooper of the Browns would score the first touchdown of the game, and Hunter Henry of the Patriots would score the second touchdown of the game, and I and it, it came true. And I yeah, hundred to one. And how much did you put down on that? Just a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a hundred and one dollars back. It was pretty sweet. You know, I don't know much about gambling. I mean, I've been to Vegas and I've tried and um, I'm certainly like the worst person to talk to, but um, I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to make it fun. Yeah. I'll try to discussing it. Yeah. No. Well, like maybe I'll learn something. Maybe I'll get into it after this. Yeah, maybe. Well, you like to play poker, don't you? I played a lot of poker. Yeah. So that counts. Like, okay, well, I I don't know how to bet on like sports and stuff. Yeah, like well, like sports and horses, uh, fights, all that. Pretty much the same kind of, uh, you know, you're gonna have your prop bets, your money line bets, and then your like spread kind of bets, like, and then you're like over under type bets. So like, like a prop bet is just like the look at the one I was telling you about, where like if this guy scores, then this guy scores. Well, and this crazy combination of events occurs. 
we'll give you fucking a shitload of money because there's no way that should normally happen kind of thing. And, right. And then there's like like a money line bet where basically they'll be like, all right, uh, like, J- like a JMK Jr. dead bet kind of thing where it's like it would be such a huge favorite, but normally it's like not a big favorite. So it's like it would be like if it says minus 150, that means you have to put up uh, 15 bucks to win 10, let's say. And then on the other side, so if, and then in the other the other side, whether it's a fighter or a golfer or whatever, on the other side, a team, the other side would probably be like minus one thirty or plus one thirty, which means if you put down ten, you win thirteen. So okay, so like, well, bas- how, how are you doing? How do you do? How how? Are, I mean, are you good at it? Like in general, you know, I've only had to make one or two. I made a deposit on my accounts week one of football season and I didn't have to make another deposit to like week seven or week eight. And I consider that a win because like if you look at those deposits that I made, I ended up putting that stuff into futures bets that are right, that are still riding. They're still pending kind of thing. But I played forever on that money. And that, that's kind of my thing is like because I get player points. I'm in all the local rewards programs. I'm kind of a coupon clipper in that regard. So I'm kind of constantly like like I'm coming now with the end of the year coming up, I'm gonna have to cash out my casino points at the one spot. So I'm trying to decide what uh, dinner special I want to get there with my uh, points. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in mind? Um, I, I'm looking at the pecan crusted uh, halibut with shrimp. Oh, uh, treat yourself, man. Yeah, you know it sounds pretty. It looks pretty good on the on the picture, and you know. But yeah, and then like an over-under bet would be like, okay, in like this game, for example, is it going to go over 58 points or under 58 points? And so it's, most of them, most of the time you're going to have two outcomes, like yes or no. But and Right. But, and the way a book makes money is it'll like have like a specific, like a, like a percentage that the house is taking on each bet. So like, the winners are, are always getting paid out less than the losers are paying in. And the whole point of the operation is to get equal action on both sides, make it as interesting as possible to get both sides. People ah, I could go either way kind of thing. And then from there, like that house percentage just kind of takes over and it's just always kind of printing money. Okay. So that's Let's do it. So like when people accuse like, Oh, this game was fixed because it was good for the casinos. It's like, well, not necessarily because their whole point is just to make it even. Like, they're not, like, making it a lot. Like, the way they set the, like, the the odds on purpose, they're never going to get hosed on it. So, it's gotcha. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting with that kind of stuff. But uh, I am going to, uh, I am going out of town to a different uh, town here in Nevada. I don't know if you've ever been to Laughlin. Have you ever been to Laughlin? I've heard of it. Isn't that is that right outside of Vegas? It's like an hour no. and a half away. It's uh on the Arizona Nevada border, right there on the river. So it's on the gambling side of the river, and then the other side's all just like like Arizona, like trailer parks. <laughs> like, nice, but like it's cool because it's got the little river walk where there's like I don't know, like ten, twelve casinos, and then they got water taxis because all the casinos have their own little docks on the river right there. Whoa. So you take the water taxi up and down the little uh, river walk and get drunk and walk around. It's pretty fun, dude. Do they have water Ubers? 
No, they don't. I dude, it's just some dude with the, some coked out guy on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I'm your I'm your water Uber, dude. Just doing key bumps on the back. I assume every guy on a jet ski is coked out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, why else would you have a jet ski? Like, I mean, I mean and if you're on uh, the like downers or like like opiates, then you're on. A, you take you ride a sea do. You're on a tube. <laughs> just a tube. <laughs> They do do a big tubing thing on the Colorado River right there in Laughlin every year where everybody hops in inner tubes and goes down the river for like five miles. Oh, that was fun. I mean, all right. I feel like I want to interview you because I haven't seen you in years. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you do your show and then maybe I'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just giving you a little update on what's going on. You know, I'm taking that okay. money, taking that 101 winner I won last weekend, <laughs> taking that down to Laughlin, going to let that ride down at the blackjack tables. So, You ever do roulette? No, I'm, I'm not really a roulette guy because the percentages aren't that good. But I probably should because the speed is just right. Like the percentages are better on craps, but the game is so fast that you probably end up losing a lot more, <laughs> even though you have a better house percentage, like kind of thing. But like, yeah, I like I like roulette because it's like I don't have to think. I just pick some random numbers. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of strategy spreading out your chips and stuff. But you know, what? I like seeing that wheel spin around. I kind of <laughs> like Kino. Oh, what's that? I've we, heard of that. Where they got the little lounges where you just pick the like the numbers and then the numbers just pop oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like what they got in the digital. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's like on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the numbers just pop up. And like in some of the Kino lounges here, it's like the, they're always right outside like the diner. Like whatever every okay. every every especially all the local casinos here, they all have a diner. And every diner has a Kikino lounge right outside of it because that's what the old people do on the weekend mornings is they sit outside the diner and they play fucking Kino. It's a good way to just pass the time, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like doing that with horse races. Or I'll just kind of sit in there and uh, get myself a bucket of beer and uh, just kind of casually drink a few beers throughout the afternoon and... Uh, and enjoy the horse races you know this is kind of usually now, now i'll just dial in on one track instead of trying to bet them all we have like 10 tracks going at once in the sports book okay it's it wild dude it gets intense because like we just had the breeders cup like what was it like a week and a half ago that's where like all the top horses from around the world like like the kentucky derby winners do it but also like the jap japan like japan's version of the kentucky derby italy's version of the kentucky derby france like all their ver version of that all come and they all do like this like it's like a world cup kind of thing for horse races and so that was pretty fun they should do other stuff with horses instead of racing them just see how much they'll sh you know <laughs> see when they'll piss or when they'll shit and if you get it in the little time if you get it in the time window like pick an hour you know how many times are they going to shit how many times are they going to piss and if you like oh they the horse pissed from six between six ten and six twenty. I'm a winner. 
Dude, and it didn't piss again until after 640 or something. I, I saw where in the Breeders' Cup, one of the horses took a huge shit like right next to one of the owners or like one of their friends in the winner's circle. So like they're all celebrating, <laughs> taking the official photo. And this horse took a huge shit right next to this lady. And like she kind of freaked out. <laughs> Good for that horse, you know? Yeah, you know. Well, it's like, uh, dude, like, I mean, they do. They have the whole equestrian thing. You know, those horses. Those horses are snobs. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that show on Netflix. It's called like Bad Sport. And there's a, there's a, it's basically about like sports scandals and like betting things that, you know, people throwing games, you know, okay. fixing scores for like basketball games. And there's one about this dude that was like, he would kill horses. He was like a horse, like, hitman oh man. because it's cheaper to like have your horse die accidentally than to like uh, you know you get it's a bigger like insurance money payout yeah so yeah would, like it would make it look like an accident or something that's like on the sopranos where the stable just accidentally caught fire one night kind of thing oh yeah yeah exactly you know it's like uh yeah that's Dude, I'm not surprised that exists at all. I've been to the track a few times where they got to put a horse at Santa Anita, where they got to put a horse down right there on the track. And they just bring out like the little curtain. Really? Yeah, dude. They bring out like the little curtain and put it around no, it. No, they bring out a curtain? Yeah. And they got like this no. like, muffled shotgun that just hear like, boom. <laughs> like, then it's, you know, it's over. Oh, my God. Dude, my brother, a really funny story was one time we were there and my brother uh, been losing all day. And finally has one that's like way out for for a big lead. And it's like, I mean, it's like 10 lengths ahead going down to the final stretch, like getting close to the finish line. And it just dropped dead of a heart attack. It's like they pumped it full of so many steroids oh and shit. It just fucking dropped dead of a heart attack right there. And then all the other horses passed it. So it lit- it finished dead last. Literally. Like, oh. in, in the most literal sense possible. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where that phrase comes from. Like, you die during the race. And then they're like, oh, yeah, dude, you finished dead last. Like, Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dead last. Yeah. I think I, I, think I am going to try some poker this weekend in Laughlin, though. Like, What kind? No limit? Texas Hold'em? Yeah, no, no. I'll do like a 2 to $4 table or something like that. You know, like a 3 to $6 table, whatever they got going. Or But sometimes they got those tournaments going. And those are pretty sweet because it's like like the lo- some of my local spots here, they'll have like these $20, $30 tournaments. And as long as you get to the final, like the final table and the final seven or whatever, it's like, uh, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. I want to say it's like 800 at least to finish seventh. You win something. Yeah. I mean, you got to put a few hours in. What's your poker? What's your poker style? Are you uh, tight? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm pretty pretty conservative with it. Cause I'm, I'm one of the idiots that just wants to keep playing for as long. As, I just want the action. I just want to keep playing for as long as possible. So. Oh, I, yeah. I Whenever I play, I just want to play to the end. Yeah, as far yeah as I exactly. Yeah, I want to I say it. I actually did watch Rounders last night. The old Matt Damon, Ed Norton classic about the card hustlers. I haven't seen that one. You never seen that? I never saw Rounders. Oh, dude, you'd love that. It's from like the late 90s where Matt Damon's like the law school whiz kid who's like a pro poker player. And like 
Ed Norton's his buddy who just got out of prison and he's got to get him back into the game kind of thing. It's, it's, dude, it's really, it's pretty okay. good. But John Malkovich plays the Russian mob boss that they got to deal with. And uh, me and Chaney, Josh, we always uh, do like uh, dueling Malkovich impressions from rounders. Cause like, and I re- I've seen interviews with Matt Damon on YouTube where it's like, they basically, like he said, like they only had him work like three. The only reason why the movie got made was he agreed to be in it. Cause he was big shit at the time. And, and like it was just like kind of pre Goodwill Hunting as it was being made, so Matt Damon wasn't really a name, Ed Norton wasn't really a name. Um, but so like they had to get John Matt, but he only would work on it for like three or four days or whatever. So all his sheet scenes were shot in just this one week or whatever for a few days, and like he phones it in really hard because he plays this like Russian mob boss, and his like his accent's like uh, he beat me straight up, pay the man his money. you can't have him be a russian guy you just got to let him be malkovich you know you it's it's like we know that's not your voice man well yeah and not only that it's like i feel like uh most mobsters are kind of are usually pretty americanized and they lose the thick accent and they you know they kind of so yeah if he would have just played it more straight up I think it would have lent a lot more credibility to the film. I don't know. But it's it's funny because, like, it's one of those movies where there's only, like, so many, like, actors that do those kind of roles in New York. So if you watch that now, it's like, oh, it's, like, all the people from Sopranos. It's, all, like, all the people from, like, you see so many of these, like, character actors that are in so many things. And so, like, all the guys from Oz on HBO, I noticed a few of those guys in there. The Wire, a lot of those, like, a lot of HBO shows. That... Yeah, I know. I watched that Sopranos movie, and it's like, you got, um, what, is there only 10 Italian actors, like, <laughs> available? You know, because what's his name was in it? Um, the guy from Goodfellas. Uh, I forgot his, his name. Ray escaping me, But, you know, the main. Yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta. You know, it's like, and he's in there twice. He plays yeah. two characters, like twin <laughs> brothers. It's like. Is there no no one else we can get? Yeah, no. There's, I, I think there's like some rules like Highlander, but it's like there could only be like ten, and it's like <laughs> right. like Italian actors there can only be ten at a time. So like when Joe Pesci like came back out of retirement for The Irishman, someone had to disappear for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody had to take a break. <laughs> yeah, because Joe Pesci wants to do a, like do something. I think they should do Home Alone now with Joe Pesci and Daniel Sturd and Macaulay Culkin, like a, a sequel <laughs> with all of them at their ages now. <laughs> what would happen on Home Alone now? Like, what's where's Macaulay at? He's what he's like thirty eight now or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like we'd make it like his forty, like uh, Kevin McAllister's like fortieth birthday, and like you know, it's like his kid. He's got kids of him of his own. No, then, yeah, and the cycle fa- continues. He leaves. He leaves no, no, his son fam- alone. The family leaves him like, like locks him in the basement. Oh, yeah. Accident. Like his family leaves him at, alone while they all go out to dinner or something. Oh yeah, his his son is like a SoundCloud rapper, and he like <laughs> locks his dad in the basement. And then those two burglars come back. They're like, "We always wanted to get the big score on this house." Yeah, it's like, it's like a. It's like Saw, basically. Like 80? <laughs> <laughs> they got him in the basement with the, like, all right. This... Oh, make it into a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're like, we're going to fuck you up for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, like all, all those little pranks you pulled, all that little stuff. 
It's like the only way you can get out of it is you got like the thing. There's a razor blade in your arm, and you can saw out if you pull it out, or you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think, dude. That see, like I keep hearing about that they're gonna do another Austin Powers, and that pisses me off because I think Wayne's World three would be so much funnier if you're gonna do like do like a reboot right now. Dude, did you see? The newest Bill and Ted's from like a year ago. I did. I haven't watched that yet. That's on Hulu, though. I should watch that. Dude, that is rough. That is rough. (laughs) It did not. First of all, like the story is so ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. It kind of does, but it's. They should have just made that turn into a John Wick movie in the middle of it. When Keanu just fucking goes to (laughs) tell a bunch of people. (laughs) Totally, dude. No, but like I think Wayne's World Three could be funny because it's like, what if like okay they have like their run from public access up to TV, and like they had a little run there, let's say in the '90s, but then they've been losers ever since and back in the basement, and they've rejuvenated themselves as YouTubers. Yeah, and like I think there's a funny story of them being like YouTuber, like TikTok guy, like Wayne and Garth as TikTok guys now. Right, they only have like 400 subscribers or something yeah yeah and they're they it's like they're it's their big comeback it's kind of like what the bill and ted's was they're trying to have their big comeback um because i'm guessing their band had never blown up at this point wild stallions the music that was supposed to change the world (laughs) yeah they had to write they had to write their song that will save the earth basically that's the plot because in the original movies, I always thought it was funny that like they were a, a really shitty band, but people come back from the future and they're like, "Hey, your music's so good. One day, we need to make sure you guys stay together, and we're gonna do everything in our power." George, George Carlin's like, "Hey, I gotta make sure you guys get through this, like, <laughs> dude." Um, okay, I got a funny local news story for this week, and I thought you would appreciate this one because most of these are pretty grim. This one was really funny to me because uh, apparently when someone was moving fr- from here to Vegas to Maine, uh, a roadrunner, like, yeah, the actual bird, got in the moving truck and, like, th- and then hopped <laughs> out in Maine. So, like, I, I guess the roadrunner made it. It's safe. It, it's a little malnourished from four days in a truck with no food or water or whatever. But they're rehabilitating it and it's going to be brought back here to Vegas it didn't like run out of the truck and just disappear into the wilderness in Maine. No, yeah i don't yeah no i think it was like i think it was like uh kind of dicking around back there and they were like hey wait there's a road runner oh so four days in the truck probably just made it so weak it's not gonna yeah be. yeah it's not gonna be just jump trying to jump out and especially when obviously he's sitting there going hey whoa what i what how did i get to Maine?" <laughs> it's probably like a road crawler yeah Dude, no, but Wait, so they're gonna bring the bird back. That's a ha- that's a good story. Yeah, the bird's coming back. Yeah, it's a it's a comeback kid story for this bird for this road runner. That, and I mean that's pretty cool. It comes back to all the other road runners, he, and he, he could be all snobby, like he just got back from a semester abroad in college or something. Right. <laughs> you know, you know those road runners. But it's pretty funny though. Like, dude. It it really is like Looney Tunes uh, wildlife out here. There's jackrabbits everywhere in my neighborhood. Um, coyotes are pretty much everywhere too. There had been a mountain lion prowling around, like not too far from where I live, um, like in like residential neighborhoods. 
And then yeah, you got the road the Roadrunners. So between the Rabbits, Roadrunners, like there there's not really a big mountain lion character in Looney Tunes, which kind of disappoints me now that you know I've seen the layout. Well, there's that sheepdog. You probably don't have any of those out there. No, we don't. <laughs> we got Area 51, so Marvin the Martian for sure. <laughs> like that's definitely in. Dude, uh no, what was the other uh I like the sheepdog. What's the one where they're punching the clock to go in and out of work? That's the sheepdog, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. Morning. Yeah. And like the yeah, she- sheepdog like Morning Ralph a, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Morton Ralph, like Morton Fred or whatever. And then... Yeah. And then he like just kicks his ass like while they're on the clock. Yeah. He tries he... to get yeah. a sheep or something. Yeah, and then he clocks out and they go have lunch together or whatever. <laughs> and they go back on the grind. Who, who would have known? That would have been just like... Uh, I... See, you know what the funny thing about these like Looney Tune, like the wildlife... There's also a lot of bighorn sheep out here, which I think is pretty cool. But that's like mostly like in the mountains and stuff. But apparently, you're you're a big hiker and whatnot, right? Like, uh, you get yeah. You, if you get to a certain elevation hiking out here around like Mount Charleston, the sheep, the bighorn sheep will follow you everywhere you go because they get more electrolytes from drinking piss than water up there, I guess. So they'll follow you. No, it's they a, want your piss. They want your piss. Yeah. So they like when you piss on like the stream on the side of the road, they'll you know on the side of a trail like they'll sit there and drink your piss and you know keep following you around. Whoa, I have you ever been to like the Valley of Fire? No. It's it's right out. It's like maybe half an hour north of Vegas. It's like this really cool, like uh, national park kind of thing and uh it's really cool i there was a i saw a bunch of sheep or goats or something when i went to visit through there yeah it was probably was, checked it out one day. yeah it was the big horn sheep the rams or whatever i mean i mean looking at the like the the rams should have moved the raiders should have moved to la and the rams should have moved to vegas that would made more sense because there's actually rams all over around out here so it actually you know but yeah, I, they got to start naming these teams that were like more like evergreen names because they're, they're going to move from city to city. Like, there's no lakes in LA. Yeah. There's no, why is there the Lakers? Doesn't make sense. Or, I mean, there's no I mean, trolley. Classic either. example of the Utah Jazz is the ultimate, like, yeah. Well, like, there's no that. trolleys, and the, the, the Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers became the, you know, or the LA Dodgers now. So that doesn't like really. And uh, what was the other? Memphis Grizzlies. Like they were originally in Vancouver. It's not quite as bad as the Utah Jazz. You're right, because that's the ultimate. Like, <laughs> we're moving from New Orleans to Salt Lake City. Oh no, we're keeping the whole Jazz name, and they still have like, like Mardi Gras. Col- like if you notice, their team colors are still the Mardi Gras colors. <laughs> yeah, isn't there like a trumpet on there too, or something? I think so, dude. <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. Like, they could easily be like the Salt Lake. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Joseph Smith. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, no, I'm not going to do soaker. This, this, they could be the Salt Lake soakers because you know what soaking is? No. That's like, you know, um, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. Uh, yeah. But they found this loophole where you can put the penis in the vagina. You just can't um, thrust. You can, you can just like let soak it soak. It. <laughs> Salt Lake soakers. Salt Lake soakers. Okay, I'm okay with that. I thought it was like people that like... 
went for soaks in the Salt Lake because of the buoyancy. <laughs> right. I guess. That's I mean, that's what they could also claim it is. Yeah. You know? They don't want to offend their fan base too much. Well, because like they're what's the college team there in Salt Lake, the University of Utah Utes. So it's like they're just a team based on Joe Pesci calling people stuff for my cousin Vinny. <laughs> what is a Ute? Well, I, what is a Ute? I think, I think what I think that's an Indian tribe. So like, there yeah. you go, another problematic name, you know? Yeah, like can't win. Just call it like, uh, you know, back in the day, it was just like the Red Sox or the White Sox or like, yeah. just call it, call them like the, the ball masters or, or even you got the, just the, the red dunkers, the reds, the browns, <laughs> just name it after a right. color. Pick yeah. a color. <laughs> yeah. The greens. There you go. Bam. There you guys go. You're off and run. Your, your team color is green. And then, but someone would be like, "Oh, the purples. That's a, that's offensive." <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of colors. We got to be the purples. If we want to start up a franchise. I had a buddy tell me if you start a country, you got to make it uh, the the flag purple, because there's no countries in the world that have purple in their flag. I guess, and they would have to make not a single. Nah. You telling me there's not a single flag with purple in it? I, that's what he's told. He told me, and I'm I'm just taking him for at his word on this one. If anybody out there is listening to this and it's calling bullshit, send me the flag, the Lux Stops Here podcast at gmail.com. I would like to know it. Because apparently the Olympic rings, the colors of the Olympic rings, it's those colors because all flags in the world are made up of some combination of those colors. So they must be, how many rings are there? Let's see if we can. Okay. It's Pick like them. it's like red. Not looking. Red, red, blue, blue, yellow for sure. Yellow, green, green, uh, black. There's a black ring. Oh, there's a black ring. How many rings are there? I don't know. It seems like five, right? I'm gonna look it up. It seems about five. Like the red, the blue, the yellow, the green, and the black. Those five. That seems about right. You know what? I'm looking at it. You nailed it. See? There's no purple. See, there's no purple. And so... You're right. Yeah, so you add that purple in there. Add a little flavor, first off. I, You know, I like that. Purple gets a raw deal because people, like, just, like, randomly make, like, purple-flavored stuff and call it grape. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole like, there's a whole, like, purple stigma out in the world. And it's the color of royalty, my friend. Yep. And so, yeah, I'm surprised like some monarch didn't make a purple flag back in the day, you know, like that would make sense. But apparently not. I guess the, I guess there's no white ring technically, but there is white in flags in a lot of places. So I guess that might be a loophole. I don't know about orange either. So I'm going to make a flag that's purple and orange. Look cool. I found a flag that has a little bit of purple on it. Uh oh. Well, I'm looking at it right here. Which flag is it? Oh, wait. There's a few of them here. Okay. Okay. Wait. Uh, the flag of Nicaragua has a, a bird that in the center, and the bird has some purple on it. So maybe they're, it's their, their, the national bird. Okay. That's pretty cool. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up too. Purple. It's a parrot. It's a special kind of parrot. 
I've been in Nicaragua too, so uh, yeah, they do have parrots down there. Purple. What did you do in Nicaragua? That sounds fun. Uh, I was on a cruise actually, the Panama Canal back. So stopped like a bunch of places, like Costa Rica, Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, all over. It was pretty cool. Panama was really cool. I really want to do a, a Panama trip coming up in the next couple of years, like because it's a big gambling town and stuff, and like Panama City is really cool. Gam- gambling got good gambling there you get to see the canal you know the cool vibe big old crocodiles everywhere in the lake it's pretty cool when i went there so all right so purple flags um oh well this isn't helping oh but you know what okay i'm seeing uh but you know it turns out you're pretty much right i mean these flags with purple in them have just like a tiny bit it's and not- the second spanish flag that existed between 1931 and 1939 had dark purple stripe well that's some but serious that's no uh, uh general franco years too like pre pre-war franco years his rise so who knows what was going on with all that maybe maybe he was going for like the whole thing like uh <laughs> like declaring well himself- well you know, I hate uh, to keep going into this, but I'm looking at, you know, there's the LGBT pride flag, which has purple on it. Yes. And then did you know that there's a bisexual flag? Really? An, as- an asexual flag, a non-binary flag, a gender queer flag, and an intersex flag. I knew about like the intersex and gender uh, fluid queer kind of ones. I did not know there was a straight up bi flag. Um, because and I probably should have known that because we just recently had Bi Visibility Day. I remember that being a thing on Twitter a few weeks ago. So you know, they should have started. They should have flown that flag around. During I kind of like the polysexual flag. I'm looking up a, a list of all of them right now. Uh, also, there's a demi demisexual flag that's got some purple in it. Is there a fuck boy flag? No, I don't see. I well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just the Red Bull logo or something, or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like Monster Monster Energy Drink logo. Monster, yeah, it's, it's a Monster Energy Drink fucking a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they're like interlocking kind of thing. You know what I've been kind of getting obsessed with is all like the, uh, like, pre- like, uh, like prison symbol, like prison gang symbols, like all their like the stuff that you put in their tattoos and stuff to like distinguish. Because one of the ones that blew my mind is how okay, a, a lot of the Aryan Brotherhood stuff. You think it's just all swastikas and stuff. You think when you think of Aryan Brotherhood, you think like Ed Norton and American History X, kind of you know huge swastika, all that. But a lot of their imagery is based on shamrocks. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then they're also really into like Nordic Viking culture. So a lot of like their tattoos are like sh- like a sh- like a Viking like like an Irish Viking tattoo or whatever like they're really weird, dude. And then like the one that really blows my mind is like, uh, because it's like Harry Brother. It's mostly about white prisoners. It's not so much about being a Nazi prisoner. So there's like special like Star of David Aryan Brotherhood like or, like like tattoos that are, like. It'll have like a swastika with a shamrock and like a star of David on it. 
It's got all your bases covered. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Probably like a big Christian Christian cross in there too. Just, just, <laughs> just so everyone just he's like, I just want to get along with everybody. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm just trying to be chill over here. Maybe that's uh, the next wave of like the next wave of uh, prison gangs is just gonna be like all these guys that like went go in for like bullshit charges as they just start doing that more and more to people. They're gonna take these prison gangs over and it's just gonna like tur- turn it from like multi like national racketeering enterprises they are now to just like community outreach programs. Like so it goes full circle because that's like how the Bloods and Crips and stuff started. As like these community organizers and it becomes yeah like, became gangs and then it goes back it's, you know everything comes full circle so it's gonna have to go back to that eventually that would be nice cool. that won't happen but that would be great <laughs> according to my <laughs> my dipshit theories but no dude oh uh, <laughs> but no how have you been dude like for reals like uh what have you been working on lately I, uh, I've been pretty good. I do a couple podcasts. I do the pound cast with Brent Weinbach and I also do office hours live with Tim Heidecker every week. And that's every Thursday at 10 AM. I was, I was getting really into the uh, pound house there for a while when you're doing those, when you're in Weinbach and Walsh and yeah, we haven't, um, haven't made any new ones in a while, but me and Brent, you know, we're going to go on tour a, a little bit in January. That's kind of coming together. We're going to Appleton, Wisconsin, and Chicago so far, but they're working on more dates. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, me and Brent, you know, we made we make little videos here and there, and uh, we might bring that back. The thing is, that was like on a YouTube network. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's you know, that network doesn't really exist anymore. So we had a little budget. Now there's no budget, but. Um, yeah. It's a lot different when someone's like, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a little bit of money to do this versus like, oh, I gotta, this is all. Yeah, we need like of- a rich, we need a rich guy. Who's like a fan. Who's like, I'll pay for another season of pound house. Isn't that what like, I think every like time, like, like a Seinfeld type, like a comic like that, like, becomes a billionaire off some like syndication deal they should like have to fund like so much comedy with that like like those syndication deals should come with a caveat like you got to give like a hundred like we're going to give you two billion but 200 million right. of that's got to go fund a bunch of like bullshit little fifty thousand dollar projects or whatever yeah you got to fund some people but you know maybe those people it doesn't just go to any old person maybe no those yeah can apply for like some kind of like comedy scholarship or something like, yeah it's like, like a, let me make my movie fund my independent project yeah it's like, like a comedy grant you know but it's like but instead seinfeld just buys another fleet of porsches or whatever he does i don't know what he does <laughs> he finds another 17 year old to date when he's on the biggest show of all time i i always like chip out of that that he was like 38 with a high school girl well starring on the biggest sitcom in the history of sitcoms like where he's pretty much at the point what's the deal with that (laughs) have you ever noticed how uh how that chick had huge jugs (laughs) (laughs) 
that's where I should edit that out. No, um, dude, not nah, like, no, nah, I just like I. That's dude, yeah, because I think that would uh, like I don't know, like and there's not many people that get those huge mega deals, so it's like, fuck, just like work it into the contract with the syndication package, you know? Like there's got to be a way to do something like that. But no, it's like everybody's just got to. No, that that money will go to waste somehow, even if. You know, somehow it won't even work out correctly, but no, it's just a good basically Seinfeld should give me a hundred thousand bucks to make something. Yeah, I think and like that's nothing. You won't even know it's gone. No, and that's a drop in the bucket for him. That's not even like a huge budget thing or whatever. It's like pretty small budget, actually. I'll put him in it. You know, I'll bring I'll make his I'll bring his career back. I'll put him in the show. I'll give him a nice role. He'll be like. (laughs) He'll be like when when uh, Tarantino brought back, you know, Travolta. Dude, uh, you know be... what? What if you cast Seinfeld in like a gritty, like like psychological thriller, like drama show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like he's like Adam Sandler in uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah. You know, yeah. like give him like a really hardcore role where he's just like a really tense role. Like Brian Cranston with Breaking Bad. Yeah. Who played the dentist on Seinfeld? Pretty funny, Seinfeld. Can you act? Can you? Can you pull? You think he can pull that off? I don't think he can. Dude, I don't know. Like it, the way I see that is, can you pull it off as a director? Because the real key is is just framing it just right, doing all the little things, the tricks to make his performance look a lot better than it actually is. Yeah, a lot of fast cuts, so you just get a little lines and yeah. put an intense soundtrack over it. You need someone really think, strong to play opposite him, because then when he's supposed to be talking, you could just uh, focus on them and their reactions, and they'll do a better job of conveying what's going on than actually watching the person talk. Like, so you, like, you barely like he stars in it, but you barely see him, <laughs> right? Even though he's still in like every scene, like it's just constantly <laughs> just showing everybody's reaction to what he's saying, like looking at him. All oh time. yeah, just cut away <laughs> to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, yeah it's possible dude like uh no i'm trying to think of who else has done like those crazy i saw somebody like that and one of those i was like oh oh man no i i think will ferrell could really pull something like that off oh didn't he just isn't there a new movie with will ferrell and paul rudd or something and it's like they're doing roles that they've never done before i did not know that I watched that Christian Wig Will Ferrell Lifetime movie that they made. Where like they're both huge fans of like cheesy basic cable lifetime movies. So they did they made one of those movie of the weeks together where it was like whatever hot news story or like true crime book that they based it off of for that week. It was Christian Wig and Will Ferrell instead of just like G list actors for that one. Yeah, they're in something called The Shrink Next Door. I might be wrong. That might be a comedy, but for some reason, a lot of people were saying he's... Well, there's... Oh, it's an American psychological drama miniseries. It's got Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Whoa. Psychological drama. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you watch Succession at all? Weird. It also has Carrot Top and Gallagher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think Carrot Top's um, still I, playing out here. Yeah, I would love to go see him. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to play out there till the end. Did you see when his 
when his penis fell out of his shorts yeah, in that yeah. video. Yeah, dude. I, that's just like unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe that. He's wearing short shorts. <laughs> and like, a, dude, wasn't he sitting there talking for like two hours or something too? Or, or, or it's like a 20 minute video and his dong's hanging out the whole time. And he left. No, it's like well, he, he left it up for no, hours. He, he, he would, Well, I didn't, I didn't know if there's a longer version, but on his, the one I saw, it looked like it was on his Instagram and it was just like a one minute video where he's like, I just ran. I just jogged. I don't know what he was. He was saying something and acting all corny. And then he, he like kind of didn't, he like jogged in place and this is how I did it. And you know, it was really corny. And then it was almost like, just like absurd. It was like surreal. It was like, what is happening? Is this a joke? Is this real? I don't know what's happening. Does he know is, and then it got deleted, but it was up for a while. Yeah, no, I remember it being up for like a while where it was like one of those like, hey, go go check this out before they take it. And like, It was like uh, when Prince played a month straight in L.A., the residency thing, where it was like, yeah, go go see it while it's happening. Go see Carrot Top's dong. <laughs> <laughs> Did, Did you ever see Carrot Top? Did you ever, do you ever go to, in Vegas? Do you ever do any like Vegas stuff? Uh like, I don't shows or dude, anything. Only like a stand-up show I've gone to is I I went to see Nate Craig at the MGM Grand when he was headlining out here. That's cool. And so I did. Do that. you ever do stand-up out there? No, nah, uh, I've done some like live podcasts and stuff though. That's fun. Like, dude, they're building all the like all the big casinos now are building like live podcast studios for like gambling shows and stuff like that. So I mean, it'd be cool oh. if one of the, one of these people would you know uh, pick this old show up and. Uh, let me do like a Scotty the Greek or something like that. <laughs> I'll get out there and wear the, wear the the Robert De Niro glasses from Casino. Really, really get everybody riled up for for that sweet, sweet gambling action with those 101 picks that I, uh, you know, I'm capable of uh, pulling out of my ass. Who's the biggest, uh, biggest guest you've had besides me? <laughs> uh, probably Stanhope. Oh, nice. Yeah. Does, he, does he, is he in the, oh, all the dugs. You got all of them. Yeah. 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 Did yeah. You, is, is he uh, into uh, gambling? Oh yeah. He's a big uh, football and like sports gambler and stuff. And I think he also like plays the uh, tables and stuff when he's out here, but I know he's a big sports gambler. Um, who else? Uh, I've, I've had a few good ones. I've had Berman on and, uh, I need to have him back on soon when his uh, 30 for 30 is coming out about American Gladiators. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, they're using some of my music for that. Uh, he interviewed me for it, so I'm going to be in that. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. And, like, uh, he uh, he shot me, like, over, you know, like, over there in Atwater, like, down just down San Fernando Road from like like glendale right there where it's just like it just turns into atwater at first kind of where that's uh, like where i live yeah, yeah 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 but like that train it's that one studio over there but he he shot me drinking a tall can in front of a train a dumpster where that train that would always go by big fish would go by like every 20 oh minutes. yeah so like we sat there and shot like enough just to make sure he got me with like the train going on in the background and me talking and then like it cutting back to me, like, like whenever I just, you know, like it just completely interrupted me. So it should be pretty funny. So I'm looking, looking forward to seeing that when it comes That's out. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, dude, it's like, uh, 
Yeah, I didn't have to fucking live in L.A. to do that. Like, <laughs> it's easy to just drive out there for a fucking couple days and come back. Like, I enjoy doing that. I went out a couple months ago for a football game, actually, for to go to a UCLA game at the Rose Bowl. And, dude, it's cheaper now for me to fly there and back than drive. I bet. And I have a yeah with the gas prices, dude. And I have a pretty pretty good like my I have a Rav four, and I get like dude on highway I get like thirty eight miles to the gallon, and it's still cheaper. And it's still cheaper fly. for me to fly to LA and back on like a Southwest like to Burbank or whatever, which is why. Well, then how do you get around once you're here? Yeah, Add it all up, Uber and whatnot, you know. <laughs> Lime scooter. Yeah, get a yeah, dude. Get a lime. Pay a hobo to give me a piggyback ride around town. Like everybody's got to eat, guys. Everybody's got to eat. Remember that? Yep. Wasn't that a Seinfeld episode where they were gonna pay homeless guys to uh, run around with rickshaws? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah. Like the first guy, like they hired, like the. Like the, he just ran off with the thing. Just like they, he's, oh, is that like Kramer's idea? Yeah, Sounds like yeah. a Kramer idea. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like Kramer and Newman. You know, it's when, when, when they, yeah, dude, they had the rickshaw service, which I don't know. I mean, that could work. <laughs> but it's dude, it's funny now, like because like I don't really like going to the strip here, dude. Like when you say like, do I like to do Vegas things? I really don't like, I don't even really like going to Fremont much anymore. Cause like all the crowds and the tourist spots, it's too much. Like my local spots out here are super chill. They're super cheap. You know, it's right down the street. From, the one's like literally a 15 minute walk from my path. So it's like. Yeah. I imagine that people, if you live in Vegas, you're not going to go to the strip. That's like, no, nah. you only do that when your friends from LA are right. in town. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's the thing. I always like I prefer Fremont anyway. Yeah, Fremont's a lot of fun, dude. And like I always advise people that that's where you should go because nowadays the way that they've set up the dividers and the sidewalks from casino to casino on the strip, you like 15, 20 years ago, you used to be able to walk down the strip and hit a few casinos. You just can't do that anymore. It's like they made it impossible to really do that. Like why? Because like the, they'll like make a sidewalk that only goes on one side of the street and then you got to take the bridge over to the other side and then there's a sidewalk for like a certain stretch there and they kind of trap you into each spot like like and also all of them all have like now like a big shopping mall that you got to walk through for the first couple hundred feet before you even get to the fucking hotel or to the casino where it used to be like pretty close like the casino floor was pretty close to the strip so you can you know but Fremont is still like that. So you could just kind of hop from one spot to the next. So that's always a lot of fun. What's the best spot on Fremont Street? My favorite um, is actually a pizza spot called Evil Pie. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, owned by Evil Knievel's son. And it's an Evil Knievel. Really? Theme. Yeah, it's an Evil Knievel themed pizza place and bar. And it's fucking awesome. It's like a punk. It's like a, they have punk bands there and stuff. It's super cool, dude. You would love it, dude. Is he called Evil Knievel Jr.? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> he had a son that did do a Daredevil son, uh, Robbie Knievel. But yeah. I, I think this is just his like his son, like you know, like Francis Knievel. And I, I, I really. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I ain't jumping these motorcycles. I'm gonna, 
No, but like the, to... it's cool because the pizza spot is like a evil Knievel museum kind of thing, and they got a full bar there and stuff. It's pretty dope. I definitely. All right. Well, what what's your favorite casino over there? Lately, it's been the Santa Fe Station. I gotta say, like, uh, I've been dude. First off, their uh, what is it? The the Brass Fork, their diner over there where they got a bakery like counter out front. Their cookies and pastries and whatnot alone are worth the trip over there. But then they got a killer food court on top of that. Uh, it's only fifteen bucks for a bucket of beer. But you really can't beat that. I bought a bucket of beer a couple of few weeks ago on the on the strip, and it was fifty five bucks. I mean, buddy, Damn. buddy, drinking for a little while. You know, I was like, hey, I'll buy the next bucket. Fucking fifty five bucks. Do it over there. It's fifteen bucks, dude. Fucking buy buckets all day with that shit, dude. How many beers are in a bucket? There, it's five. Uh, they have sixteen dollar buckets at one spot by me, and at there, it's six beers. But the difference is, is the place where it's five beers. It's you call it. You can pick whatever you want. The other one, it's like a mix and match of like, they have like three or four different options for you. Okay. But either brass, way. I'll go to there. I'll go to the evil pizza and the brass what? The brass fork and the Santa Fe Station Casino. Okay. That's it. Well, like the Santa Fe Station too, they just, they got a fucking sweet bowling alley there with, with a good bar. All the local spots have good bowling alleys. That's one cool thing. So if you like bowling alleys. This makes me want to go to Vegas now. <laughs> I, usually, I usually like don't want to go there ever again. Every time I go there, I'm there for like one day and I'm like, I'm never coming back. Yeah, no, no. See, you got to do low because like if you were to go to say it like the Suncoast or the Rampart, those are both pretty close to me or the Red Rock. All those are right next to the National Park over here, the Red Rock National Park. So it's like right next to it's like you can do all day hiking and stuff and, and then especially like this time of year where it's like, you know, it gets dark early, but it's cold, cool during the day. Like, dude, it's been warmer in L.A. lately than it's been, it has been here. It's been like late 70s all week, you know, like whereas like uh-huh. it's been like late 80s in L.A. or whatever. But, like, dude, you know, they, they have all that stuff. And then you go in and all the casinos have a sweet bowling alley with a bar in it that like they all have sweet restaurants in them. And then uh, one one of the coolest things is most of them have either like a day spa thing or like a golf thing. They they all have like th- their gimmick. So it's it's fun finding out like like so the one spot by me is like a golf spot. Another one's like a day spa kind of like like you know resort kind of deal there. Uh, another one's almost more like it's just a shopping mall, dude. Which is actually pretty fucking cool. For, like it's like. Because, like, they have all kinds of really good restaurants in there, like a fucking killer food court. But it's like, yeah, I can go play blackjack there, too, while I'm at it. Like, it's pretty sweet. Why did you move out there in the, um, from L.A. in the first place? I was kind of getting sick of L.A. And, like, I had an opportunity to get into a, uh, a buddy's business out here. So I was like, you know, I might as well take advantage of it. And I, as you know, like, I grew up in L.A., so it's in the L.A. area. So it's just like... I've always wanted to live away from there for a little while, at least, you know, and just experience some other part of the country. And, you know, it was just cl- close enough. I had enough, re- I-, I knew enough people out here and stuff. And, and I ended up not working that job, but now I've fallen into something, you know, that I like doing a lot better. So I, I, I can't be upset. I-, I do this show, you know, on the side too. So, and like, dude, just through like my, like uh, my friends with like the sports gambling podcast and stuff. I made so many fun connects all over town where it's like 
you know, like at a lot of the local spots, like I just hang out there and people just walk up to me and hand me fucking free drink coupons and stuff. It's fucking awesome, dude. Like, feel yeah, like I hear shot. you about LA. I I do get sick of it out here, but believe me. Yeah, but, um, and well, that's cool. It sounds like you're doing good out there. You know, also a big selling point for me out here was the no state income tax, dude. You don't even realize how much that adds up, dude. Like, it's crazy. Like, I only have to worry about my federal each year. The state part of it is just. I don't even have to worry about it. It is. So is income this, you don't do state taxes at all? Nope. I have enough money coming in from all the gambling that we don't pay state income tax here. So just federal W-2s and stuff. I don't have a state one at all. So that part's pretty nice. Hell yeah, dude. And like, the, I mean, the co- yeah. dude, the cost of living out here too, because I, I live in a place out here where I can never afford in Vegas. Like, dude, I live in a pretty nice condo community. And even though like, dude, they never have the pool or the gym or all that shit open. It's a nice community. <laughs> you have a pool and a gym there though? Yeah, that they never have. A, it's been closed for like two years. The pool's been closed for like two years, dude. It's so stupid. And they have Why? to, I don't know. It's like some, there's some like legal dispute with the, because a new property management company took it over. And so that's, that's one kind of downside to here is like, everything's like an HOA. So it's like, oh, okay. So it's yeah. like, I had to do, we had a cool hunting, I had a cool hunting beer feeder on my balcony. I have a cool little balcony that overlooks like, I got a cool little view from here, kind of see the mountains and stuff. And it's like, Dude, they made me take down the hummingbird feeder. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Hummingbird feeder? Come on. I'm just trying to encourage the spread of pollen. And you guys are fucking fucking it up all over. I, I think that's how the birds and the bees works, right? The bees and the... Well, I mean, with all due respect, I think maybe they're they're going to spread less pollen because they're not going to go to the flowers they're gonna go to your sugar water at the feeder uh, yeah you might be right there but the bees also go to that too and the bees but it also... doesn't sound like a big doesn't sound like a big deal to have a feeder i mean no yeah it's fucking stupid it's dude. silly but like at the same time like dude there are some per like i dude i joined a golf club out here too that was an int- i just did that last month where it's good mini no no <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like a real one where adults play <laughs> That'd be cool if there was like mini golf clubs where, um, like a, like know, a country club, but like <laughs> it's dude, just mini golf course. Yeah, but no, but like the thing is, it's like a country club, but instead of like dressing like the way country club people do, you have to wear like loud ass hammer pants and like you have to dress like a, <laughs> yeah. like, a, like, a, like a clown basically, like 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 there's like a strict dress code to look like the biggest dipshit possible. <laughs> And you still have like golf carts, but they're like, you, you only drive it like 10 feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, dude, all the holes are like kind of like looped around one thing. So it's just a little like 30 foot loop that you just drive the golf cart in a circle. But it's just, it's just a nonstop traffic jam because everybody's in each other's way. <laughs> or you get caddies, but they're like clowns. Yeah. They're like full clowns. Uh, I get little people clowns. And they just give you the same putter. Yeah, uh, just, just here's your uh, this uh, for this shot. You'll need your putter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, oh man, dude. No, uh, yeah, uh, but no, it's cool because it's good for three courses, and each one has a different bar and restaurant in it. And I was at one like what was it last weekend or the weekend before? 
And uh, this guy was complaining. He orders the drink, and then he just starts like going to the bartender. Uh, I wanted this with grape juice, and this is grapefruit juice. I'm not paying for this, but I'm taking it. And I'm not paying. You know, yeah, I'm taking this. I'm not paying for it. And he fucking storms out of the place carrying the drink. Is there a name for a male Karen? It's a Chad, right? I thought a Chad is like just more of a bro, not a not a male Karen. I don't know. Well, I, me and Brent, me and Brent came up with a new word because we think that's kind of like not all people named Karen are rude, entitled people. So we thought of a new name for like male and female Karens and be called Kanye's. <laughs> that works. <laughs> So anyone, anytime anyone in um, entitled and what they want to speak to the manager, hey Kanye, call the Kanye. I like how there's still people that think he actually ran for president and not that he was like listed as a vice presidential like nominee <laughs> on like four states ballots. Like that was it. <laughs> like for some third party candidate. Like that doesn't mean he ran for president. Like. Yeah, I remember like going to vote and seeing him on there, but it wasn't even his. Yeah, he was like the vice president of someone else. It's like, what? Yeah. Who's why? Why didn't he just be president? What's up with that? Because he didn't. It was able to because you have to get the paperwork done, especially for like the third party candidate, like one of those like really obscure ones where like if you put enough money behind it, you're for sure going to get it. So it's like in his case, like he he didn't like do the paperwork deadline on time. So his team was able to basically find someone who was already on the ballot and be like, hey, basically, we'll we'll give you a shitload of publicity if you, you know, put Kanye as the running mate. But it was I think okay, he was only he was only in enough. It was only on like a few states. too. So it was like it really was kind of just a farce, like just a way for him to be like a dickhead kind of thing. I don't know. Like. I still don't quite know what's going on there. It seems like those Kardashians make everybody go fucking batshit crazy. And uh, I'm interested to see how Pete Davidson turns out now. Oh, is he dating a Kardashian? I think he's, yeah, he's, I guess he's been seen with Kim. And honestly, dude, this guy from like Kate Beckinsale now, like Kim Credit, I gotta say, dude, he's throwing down quite the resume of uh, poonery. And uh, like, dude, like, I would never pay for a stand-up comedy class. I might do a Pete Davidson comedy class if that's the kind of shit you learn. Wait, didn't he also date like Ariana Grande or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and someone else. Like, dude, he's 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 running through the scene, dude. You know, I'm like, you know, it's a wide variety of age. I think Cindy Crawford's daughter was in that list too. Like, uh, and she's like an up-and-coming model. So, I mean, the guy really has outdone himself. Like. I was, I mean, I was joking with my girlfriend, saying how like the only way he could really upgrade it from here, it'd be funny if he went from Cindy Crawford's daughter to her to the mom, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that would be like a real, that's a hardcore move, dude. Wait, so he dated Cindy Crawford Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, yeah, her, I'm looking at that's her name too, Cindy Crawford Jr. <laughs> 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 she, uh, dude, 
I mean, I imagine she's huge on Instagram. It's like, dude, you know, her mom's Cindy Crawford. Hey, by the way, okay, so I'm going to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. But, dude, I just I heard a really good rumor. Okay, you've heard, you, we've all heard the Richard Gere gerbil story, right? Uh, Richard Gere yeah. put the gerbil up his butt, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, it's always been a hoax. And it was uh, like Sylvester Stallone was the one who leaked it to the media. Like, the, the really? Yeah. It's like, Why? I guess they worked on a movie together back in the day and hated each other. So he was like, how do I? And, he, and then after that movie, he got some other role that he had wanted. So he was like, fuck this guy. Told his publicist, yeah, I heard they found a gerbil up his ass. And we're just kind of got out. <laughs> Dude, that's the best that Sly Stallone did that. I mean, <laughs> that legend like lives on until yeah, today. That's good. I outlet. mean, maybe like younger people don't even know who Richard Gere is, but I remember you and I are in the same age bracket. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember hearing that and really thinking about it, like with my friends, like so... <laughs> like just it was just so bizarre like why would you do that and that i was like sad i was like so the dribble just like dies in there it just runs out of air like why would he do that <laughs> it's a great rumor to start dude yeah like i mean that's king shit right there of like Oh man, you know I got a problem with the guy at work. You know what? I'm gonna make everybody think he had a gerbil of his ass for the rest of his life. <laughs> just, you know like, what the truth? The, the problem. The, you know what the truth is? I bet Stallone was the one shoving gerbils up his ass, and he's like, dude, dude. "I'm gonna take the in case anyone thinks it's me. I'm just gonna get ahead of this rumor." <laughs> And make it be Richard Gere. It's like how it's always like the uh, conservative anti-gay guys that get busted at the glory hole. The guy, who's yeah, the, the guy accusing other people of sticking gerbils up their butt has the most gerbil. It's like a gerbil graveyard up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's what if like gerbils are like on the verge of extinction because of Stallone? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Bone Stallone based on the amount of gerbil bones lodged up in his <laughs> rectal cavity. But no, like, I mean, because I was already a huge Stallone fan, though. Like, you know, because people forget the first Rocky and the first Rambo are like legit, like indie film, like masterpieces. And then they got picked up by the big studios and became these huge franchises that we know, but. Like on both of those, the first one's so so fucking good. Like, and actually, most of the new the newer Rambo's have both been good. Rambo and then Rambo Last Blood. Rambo Last Blood. Did you see that one? Um, I might have seen it, dude. Where he goes up again? Where he goes head to head with the cartel, and he's got like that pad out in the middle of like New Mexico or Arizona or whatever. Where he's like booby trapped yeah, the entire yeah, desert. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. It's funny because I saw it and it's like so unmemorable. And I'm like, now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, he's got like a daughter or something, right? Yeah, it's like no, it's like his buddy's daughter, like his like his niece or it is like goddaughter. And he's got to go right. down and, to like into Mexico, rescue her from the cartels, and they yeah. follow him back to his pad. He's fucking he goes full home alone, like to the max on him, like 
all his booby trap, and he has all these like hidden tunnels under his pad. I loved it. That was fucking dope. Well, have you ever seen Death Race Two Thousand? That's like that's early Stallone. He's a bad guy, and it's from nineteen seventy five, and it's got um David Carradine. Yeah, because that's from before Rocky. Yeah, yeah, that's like. I think he kind of got started in this film. Maybe he has an earlier film. I don't know. But... Well, yeah, he did that porno. He did? Yeah, dude. Like, in like 72 or 73, he did some porno. And then after the success, I forget what it was called, but after the success of Rocky, they repackaged it and re-released it as the Italian Stallion. No way. Yeah. He's like having sex in it, full penetration. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's doing some full penetration. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you know, I just, you know, I'm gonna do some full penetration. I'm gonna play a boxer. I'm gonna come back from numb, and the sheriff's not gonna want me around. I'm, gonna, you know, I'm gonna say, dude, he, I'm standing here. He took first blood. Party at Kitty and Studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they then they called it Italian Stallion. Yeah, they came back. It's like, that. but. I, it looks like a soft core, kind of like a. Well, no, I I don't think it was soft core. It just remember, you got to remember this is the seventies. Hardcore pornography had a much better production value, dude. Like, this is the era of guys like Burt Reynolds and Boogie <laughs> Nights <laughs> trying to make real cinema. I just I I know, but I think this one might be. Oh, is it just a skin like a soft core not, skin? Not flick? super X rated. I don't know. I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it now. <laughs> I'm watching it now. Oh, there's a clip. There's a clip. Oh, man. Dude. I don't know. Whatever. Hey. Well, anyway, see, so Sylvester Sloan's not only a skin flick hero, but a gossip, <laughs> a gossip king for starting the Richard. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, it. yeah, it was him that started the Richard Gear rumor. Like, that's. Let's just go with it. Like I, I don't think I have to. They should re, they should repackage that film again now and call it like Rambone. <laughs> <laughs> first jizz, first come or something. Do you remember that old <laughs> SNL sketch from when he was hosting where Norm Macdonald's in the car accident? It was like from like when Demolition Man came out, and Norm Macdonald's the guy uh, dying in a car accident, and he's like, "Hey, wait, you're Sylvester Stallone," you know? It's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, hey, like, you, you know, Tango and Cash was awful, and like he's like making fun <laughs> of like all his movies, and like, all these movies he did. And then at the end of the sketch, like he dies, and then people are like, "Wait, wait, he actually had one of your movies in the car." Oh wait, that's a Rambo. It's a porno. <laughs> oh, okay. Norm thought of it first. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of a, uh, yeah, but oh, I would do a tango and gash. That would be my oh my god, Sylvester Stallone for him. Can't go wrong with some tango and gash. <laughs> tango and gash. He's also I don't know if you've ever seen like the one he did about uh, that's supposed to be like about Jimmy Hoffa, but uh, fist. You don't even need what's it, it called fist fist. Yeah, you don't even need to change that. To make that a porno, <laughs> that just works automatically. <laughs> yeah, keep the name as is. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be changed at all. No, it's a uh, uh, 
It stands for like the Federation of Interstate Truckers or whatever. And it's like him basically okay. playing like a Jimmy Hoffa type character. And it's essentially the Jimmy Hoffa story. But like they change, okay. they, they, they kind of change like a lot of the characters. It's obviously not the Teamsters, it's Fist. And, you know, uh, who else is in that? Rod, uh, Rod Serling's in it too. Like, and uh, there's somebody else. Well, I got my my viewing all set up for tonight. Yeah, man, you get into some uh, some some uh, stud and kitty or Italian stallion action, <laughs> follow it up with some Rambone. Uh, then you got <laughs> Tango and Gash, and then uh, well, Demolition Man. There's another one you don't really need to change. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Oh, oh, true. oh. Then uh, t- then you round things out with Clit Hanger. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's all you gotta do oh dude doug thank you so much for joining the show this week dude this is a blast good seeing you buddy glad to see you're doing well uh where can people find you and check out what you're up to uh you can follow me on instagram at doug pound d-o-u-g-g-p-o-u-n-d and same thing on twitter but i do instagram stuff more i think and you know the, the pound cast and uh office hours with tim heidecker check those out Sweet, sweet, sweet. And, of course, you can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Like I said, feel free to shoot us an email, the Podcast at gmail.com. I always love hearing your weird stories. I know I know people are going to be doing degenerate shit around the holidays, especially for Thanksgiving when there's nothing but food and sports and gambling to do. So, yeah, let me know what you guys have planned. I always love hearing that stuff and love hearing from you guys. Also, uh, yeah, don't forget to pound that MyBookie promo. Uh, everybody's killing it over there. I just heard from a happy person that just turned, uh, put 100 bucks in on my promo code and turned it into 350 in two weeks. And so that's how it's done with the picks. Uh, and I'll do a picks edition of the show coming up soon, a special bonus for Thanksgiving because I'm going to be out of town this weekend, though, so I'll be back next week. Uh, I'm supposed to have a special pro handicapper for my uh, racetrack in the Arkansas, so that'll be a fun one. Oh, good luck, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, get get some real DJ gambling content. And but Doug, thank you so much, man. Uh, it was a pleasure, and thank you so much, everybody. God bless you, and keep gambling.